Welcome to the St. Mark's Lutheran Church by the Narrows podcast channel. The sermon you are about to hear is from our worship service on July 24th, 2022. For more information about the community and ministries of St. Mark's Lutheran Church by the Narrows, you can visit our website, smlutheran.org. There you will find the full online worship service from which this sermon is taken. And if you would like to give gifts to support the ministries at St. Mark's, you'll find options for how to do that there as well. And now, here's Pastor Hallie Parkins with a Gospel reading. Gospel according to Luke, the 11th chapter. He was praying in a certain place, and after he had finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, as John taught his disciples. So he said to them, When you pray... Say, Abba, may your name be revered as holy. May your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread and forgive us our sins, for we ourselves forgive everyone indebted to us and do not bring us to the time of trial. And he said to them, suppose one of you has a friend and you go to him at midnight and say to him, friend, lend me three loaves of bread for a friend of mine has arrived and I have nothing to set before him. And he answers from within, do not bother me. The door has already been locked and my children are with me in bed. I cannot get up and give you anything. I tell you, even though he will not get up and give him anything out of friendship, at least because of his persistence, he will get up and give him whatever he needs. So I say to you, Ask, and it will be given to you. Search, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened for you. For everyone who asks, receives. And everyone who searches, finds. And everyone who knocks, the door will be open. Is there anyone among you who, if your child asked for a fish, you would give a snake instead of a fish? Or if the child asked for an egg, would give a scorpion? If you then who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? The Gospel of the Lord. In my family, um, before sharing a meal together, we would extend our hands out and hold each other's hands and then go around in the circle around the table and uh, offer a blessing or word of thanks or um, uh, an ask for something. And this was a practice almost before every dinner. We'd sit down, hold hands, and share what we were thankful for or what we needed. And I'm reminded of that ask, of the many asks we hold in prayer, especially in the Lord's Prayer today, grounded in this gospel. We're familiar with these words in the Lord's Prayer. And there is a petition in there I know we know well. We ask God to give us this day our daily bread. And I remember back to a time in Greek class learning about daily bread and what daily could mean. It's a word that occurs only in the context of the Lord's Prayer in Scripture. And there are guesses to what this word means. But perhaps what comes closest is that the word, in a sense, is asking God to give us what is necessary for tomorrow. What will be enough today for life tomorrow? What will be sufficient And this phrase of the prayer, we ask God to give us today what will nourish us tomorrow. And I feel like there's a yearning in this part of the prayer and a way for us to hold our desires up to God for what will give us life tomorrow. 
there are so many prayers that sustain us in life before we once could have known that they were being prayed for us. And today, I think of the way I stand on the shoulders of giants. And I think about the lineage in my maternal history of the prayers that have been spoken and acted and lived on. And my mom preached a story once about her grandmother, my great-grandmother, in a sermon she gave in 2003. She wrote and preached that my grandmother, Hallie, who is my great-grandmother, I bear her name, was wiry, thin, gnarled from arthritis, lined from the harsh climate of the middle of Nebraska, and perhaps I thought she looked like a tree because she loved them so. When she and my grandfather, who was my great-grandfather, would travel to our house in Iowa, they would often stop to get out of the cars and look at the oaks. They took acorns home to grow in Folgers coffee cans to plant outside one day. Trees just didn't grow easily in the Dust Bowl of Nebraska. Even the cottonwoods grow only among the rivers. But this didn't stop her. She would scrape up the money from eggs and butter and order trees from the extension office. And all through the depression and drought, she would pump water from the windmill and haul it by the bucket up the hill to the back of the farmhouse to water the trees. The sun seared the saplings, and still she watered until the twigs snapped off for another year. And then she would find the money, money that could have bought shoes for five children, but went for trees for another year. She did this year after year through the Dust Bowl and Depression. She watered trees for seven years. And I learned from her writings after her death that at dusk when she went out alone to water the trees, she prayed. In the twilight, she lifted her prayers to God for the trees, for her children, for life to be better. Her prayers are recorded in the heavens, and so is her singing. As a preacher's daughter, she knew that God had said, I will make you exceedingly fruitful, and I will make nations of you, and kings shall come from you. I will establish my covenant between me and you and your offspring, after you throughout the generations for an everlasting covenant to be God to you and to your offspring after you. She prayed, and she prayed hauling buckets of water. She prayed while canning jars rattled on the stove. She prayed when she beheaded the chickens. She prayed in her last years in the care facility when her hands were gnarled beyond use with her broken spine Bible open in her lap. What she prayed for was between her and her creator. And she did not pray for the fruitfulness of her womb, maybe ever the opposite as she had five children. She prayed for fruitfulness, not necessarily meaning more and more descendants on the family tree, but a kind of life that is full of fruit, a kind of life that adds to the world's rich storehouses of kindness, civility, and praise to the creator. She prayed and trusted God. My mom and I, I know, can weave many prayers into her story. And I know her prayers are woven into our stories. Like I know she carried the Lord's Prayer with her, praying with honor and reverence to you, O God. Hallowed be your name. A prayer written in the heavens with so many others. A prayer well-traveled along the path from the well to the saplings a prayer in the kitchen and around her dining room table 
with five squirrely children. Give us today our daily bread before she received your communion. And for a long time, I have to believe she asked for the trees to grow deep roots and persisted in prayer and watering trees. Seven years is a long time to pray. Give us today what will bring life tomorrow. And in the deep roots of my maternal history, caught up in the life of the trees and trees in this city, there's something I feel like I can put my hands to in prayer. There's a tall stand of Douglas fir trees that rise above my apartment. And I have the sense that when I see them, that I am almost home. And lately I've been noticing trees around the city. There are certain things that once you learn them, you can't unsee. Like learning that this city's tree canopy covers less than other cities. And as I drive through neighborhoods now and notice pockets of forests that grow tall and tall trees that protect us from the summer heat, I am grateful for their shelter, grateful to have a home among them, and grateful for those hands that planted those seeds that became those tall trees. There are places without trees in this city where utility poles line the streets and there's more asphalt, so much more asphalt. And it's hot in those neighborhoods, especially uh, in this summer month. And would it surprise you to know that these neighborhoods were redlined in these cities? Those missing trees are just a symbol of what could be. And I want to put my hands in the dirt to plant and to carry water with my prayers against all odds and persist like my grandmother in the Dust Bowl who prayed with her words and hands. And I know it isn't just my hands that will do this work. My hands will join others, hopefully quite literally digging up holes for trees to be planted in those neighborhoods and equipping those who fill up buckets and haul them full of water to the saplings whose hearts hold hopes and prayers for what could be. And God, I know we plant the seeds we will not harvest and water seeds we did not plant. We ask for the things that will feed us tomorrow, O oh God, for the trees that will shelter us, for the things that will bring life. And this is our prayer, that you might give us this day the bread of tomorrow, this day, tomorrow, and all the days to come. This we pray with trust in you. Amen.